everybody. How's it going? My name is Jordan Tenenbaum. I am the co-host of the Technology Leaders Podcast presented by Saligo. Uh, we are joined by Laxman. He is the CEO of Outplay, uh, a fantastic sales outreach software. Uh, and as usual, my co-host, Mark Simon, who's the Vice President of Strategy, is here to join us. Laxman, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. And uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm excited. Absolutely. So this is an episode I've been looking forward to for a while. I had a little check-in with Mark and I let him know some of the reasons why I was excited. Um, but I've actually known about uh, Laxman, I've known about yourself and about Outplay for a very long time. I've used the software uh, with pretty good success. Uh, the software is fantastic. It's The success is more on my end, but um, <laughs> that's just how sales goes. Um, yeah. Could you tell the listeners and viewers uh, a little bit about uh, kind of how you got to where you are. I, I know you're kind of a, a serial entrepreneur, if you will. Um, but what uh, what made you start Outplay and what made it so successful? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll just give a quick intro on what Outplay does first. And uh, so Outplay is a sales execution platform which will help sales reps right from prospecting, like finding contact data, uh, emailing, calling, all the engagement piece, and then finally record the calls when you're on Zoom. So it's a holistic platform that will give you end-to-end -end from prospecting and to the closure and updating the CRM. Um, and it's a very interesting journey. It's been three years we've launched Outplay. And before Outplay, I was doing another SaaS startup, which does an NPS plus. Uh, I mean, it's essentially identifying your happy customers and getting reviews, referrals, case studies, testimonials, and all that user-generated content from those customers. So that's where the Outplay idea came in, actually. It was when you identify your happy customers, the next thing is you have to nudge them with whatever you wanted, whether it's a case study or a testimonial. And you're not going to get it in one try, and you have to remind them multiple times. You have to incentivize them, or you have to get on calls, record calls, a bunch of things that you have to do. Uh, but this was five years back when we were not talking about platform approach. We were like all everyone was using point solutions and it was very hard for the marketing teams uh, to assemble all these tools and get success out of it. Because as you said, using a tool doesn't give you success, but you have to use it in the right direction. Uh, right. So that's where we built a mini version of Outplay with sequencing, which will remind you about like, hey, it's great that you are happy with Outplay and then we are looking for a testimonial from your side. So that's where we built a mini version of sequences and that's where the idea was born to make it something more significant. And then we started off with just sequencing and then after that, the whole pandemic and then the whole consolidation happened. And now everyone wants a platform approach, like you don't want to use 10 different tools and spend a lot of time on figuring out which tool is talking to which tool. So that's the long story short is the, the market decided and guided us in the direction we are today, but we have started off with a simple problem of sequencing. Uh, I want to make sure I understand. And so I think I've got a pretty good picture of how you fit into the, uh, the greater sales e ecosystem and, and, but I want to make sure that that I understand this 100% correctly. And and it really sounds like you're you're kind of solving that problem that I've often seen, where you've you've got your core CRM platform, but then beyond that, and almost like it feels like it 
in order to accomplish a job, a modern a modern sales rep needs a whole constant. I, I call it the constellation, the constellation <laughs> around the CRM, because it's not just one app. It's all these apps. They're they're they they work in conjunction with each other. But there's there's oftentimes some overlap. There's maybe some collisions. You've got all these things, and very often they don't they they need help talking to and being a little more coordinated. And you really bring that together, but but your customers still have their 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 CRM of choice essentially. But you're you're kind of removing that that cluster of solutions and trying to bring one one in, so it's a, a much more consolidated sales stack. Did I did I get that right? Hundred percent, yes, spot on. You did a great job. <laughs> Mark is now selling a uh, outplay as of two exactly. <laughs> well, I, I gotta make, I gotta make sure we started off in the right direction. So, uh, um, but but that that's that's really that's really helpful. Thank you. And, and I see that being uh that that being a big need in in the market. And, and I'm I'm curious where what kind of customers are are like find the most value from that generally. What do they look like? Yeah. Yeah, so majority of our customers are B two B SaaS companies, uh, or even some insurance com insurance tech companies, some real estate, some law firms. Uh, wherever you typically need a multi channel approach, like your prospects or your ICPs are across the multi multiple channels, and you have to do at least eight to twelve different touch points before you get in front of them. Uh, which means you have to call them, you have to email them, and you have to be on social like LinkedIn, uh, and you have to drop voicemails or you have to send them a calendar link for booking a meeting. So all these tools are involved in the whole process, and that's what we are trying to bring all of them together and consolidate. So that other than the CRM, as you've said, you have everything at one place, and all the activities that you are doing are going back and syncing with your CRM. So your CRM is just a system of record and you're just updating it automatically by using tool like outplay which will go and update everything so you said an interesting word there and that word is consolidation and i know that's kind of thrown around a lot um kind of across the SaaS or b2b world consolidate the more you can consolidate the less siloed your software is the better um how is outplay uh tackling that and and why what is the goal like what does that enable what does that uh you know allow you to, your customers to accomplish yeah so i've kind of anticipated this consolidation to happen like three four years back when we were kind of dabbling around the outplay idea because three to five years back if you look at all these sales tools everyone was like new in their own category uh sales engagement conversation intelligence forecasting like everyone was focusing on one thing and trying to do a good job at that but now, all of a sudden, if you look at the sales team, you're ending up with almost eight to 10 different tools on your team. And average sales rep spends about eight to 14 months in an organization, not more than that, uh, for various reasons. It could be performance, it could be company itself, and a bunch of things. So as a, as a sales manager, like what do you focus on? Like you're spending almost three to four months trying to onboard all these tools, like you're making sure that your sales reps are using all these tools, tools are talking to each other. And at the end of the day, as a manager, you need to know what reps are doing and where are they doing it. So there is no one place other than the CRM, but all these tools, either they don't talk to CRM or they overwrite one each other. A bunch of problems that people started seeing over the last two years. And also on the business side of it, 
all these tools were like done with building that one thing. Now they have to show more value, which means that you have to offer more on the same platform. It not only saves the cost, but brings you a lot of efficiency as well for your team. And that's the reason we are seeing now every tool in this sales deck is doing more than two or three jobs and trying to replace each other. Uh, so we are at a situation now, honestly, the sales reps, even buyers are so confused as to what tool does what. Uh, and a lot of conversations, funny enough, today starts off by asking, like, what all tools you can replace? And this is our list. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That's uh... I don't, there's the, I just, I was thinking about this. Like when I pick up a new video game and you're trying to learn the HUD and learn what buttons do what, um, it's, that's hard for me. I'm not fantastic at that. And I, it's kind of like analogous to outplay where you go into this one platform and instead of having to learn 12 different softwares, which are probably not the hardest thing in the world to learn, but still takes time to get used to and get efficient with. You can go into a, a, a program like Outplay or a platform like Outplay. And from what I remember, I, I, so it wasn't that long ago that I used it. It was super easy to pick up and I could do the work of 12 different softwares at once while everything was communicating, not only within each other, but to the CRM. And to me as an SDR or past SDR, excuse me, or BDR, the last thing that I ever wanted to do was go into uh, Salesforce or whatever CRM the company I was working for was using and update that thing manually. And and to me, that was the biggest pain. And I mean, I know for, for BDRs and SDRs out there, uh, Outplay is, is solving a huge pain point. Um, I'm kind of curious how you see maybe the next two, three, four, five years, um, you know, change with BDRs cause, uh, and SDRs. And, and Kind of the type of outreach that, that outplay facilitates and the reason that i ask that is you go on linkedin for five seconds and you see something along the lines of um oh my god i got a, a cold call from an sdr that how did they get my number i'm i'm only gonna you know market as spam or like someone sent me a bad email and and these people who are working really hard the company that the person's complaining already has bdrs that are doing the same thing Obviously, it, it can't go on forever, especially with the like introduction of AI tools. What do you see uh, as the future for not only like BDRs doing sales outreach, but how is Outplay going to factor into that? Sorry, that was very long winded, but I just I'm curious because you're kind of an expert on this. I uh, know that's a great question. Two things to uncover there is one, like what you see on LinkedIn, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a good thing if you appreciate whatever the email that you've got. Uh, but if you are doing, if you, if you are kind of publicly uh, giving the feedback, or feedback is still good, but you're you're kind of just trashing those SDRs for calling and emailing while you have the same kind of people in your team doing, and you're asking them for numbers. That that's completely ridiculous to see that. Um, but three three four years back, as you said, there was process, but there were not many tools. Uh, so everyone was following their own process and some reps were successful, some were not. And as a manager, you are not able to figure out why someone is doing great versus the others while they're all selling the same product, right? So now all these tools that we have today brought us to a stage where you're able to track exactly what's working, what subject line working or what opener on the cold call is working and all that stuff. So the next stage that I see from two to two to five years right now, it's happening today. Like 
there is a difference every day when you go on LinkedIn and Twitter and see how AI is helping, right? So a lot of new tools are coming out, which are trying to help these reps on a lot of things, including personalization, which is a very key thing. Like you are spending a lot of time earlier, which is why a lot of reps don't spend a lot of time because they got another 100 or 150 activities to hit. Uh, so you can't spend all the time you have in the day to personalize and impress one prospect. Uh, but these tools today are giving you the quick talking points, be it a cold mail or a call. Uh, and there are a lot of tools which are predicting and telling you what's the best open times or what's the best call to uh, best time to call this prospect. And there are power dialers, parallel dialers that came into the picture, which are helping you dial more numbers. Because obviously the list that you are getting from all these data platforms are not an opt-in list. Uh, they're just scraping guessing and a lot of guesswork is going on in that. So a lot of productivity is going into calling numbers that don't pick or calling numbers that go into voicemail, emails that are gonna bounce. This is what we were experiencing for the last two to three years. And then the future of next two to three years will be being more efficient at what you do with the help of all these tools. And AI is going to play a lot of role. And all, all the tools almost picked up AI thing already though some are innovating and some are building the basic blocks. Uh, but I'm hopeful that a lot of new way of doing the same thing is going to come in the future. Fantastic. Lakshman, you mentioned AI there a couple of times and, and it's in mentioning it's a, it's adoption for, for sales tools. Do you view that in, and some of them have been, I think doing a better job than others of incorporating it prior to the, uh, ascension of of chat uh, chat gpt into the, the popular sort of zeitgeist so to speak but but and and others have, have been using it and maybe not marketing that well what do you do you see this just becoming table stakes for for sales companies uh in the future or do you see really tr uh, do you see transformative change in particular by by some companies versus others and how they're able to leverage it yeah, I believe it's going to be a table stake. Uh, going forward, you will see these capabilities in every other tool, small or big, doesn't matter. And you will see every other team member on your team going to use those. Uh, and it's going to only get better by all the when all these tools are kind of trying to come up with the features. And when you are training your own tool, uh, by telling the tool what kind of tone you want, what kind of personalization you want, uh what kind of whether it's an aggressive pitch you want to do neutral and all that stuff right so it's only go, gonna get better and give you more capability especially on the mailing side trying to identify who is your prospect what their company does exactly and without having to spend five to ten minutes on each prospect getting this is beneficial for both the parties uh that your sales rep is trying to figure out who they are going to reach out to and why they are going to reach out to. So that's a lot more time saving for the other side of the table as well, the prospect. Got it. So not just on the generative AI side, but also on the, the targeting and in in building out a model to know better know where to put resource in in time and and individual hand touch. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to pivot a little bit. Um, something that 
I find really interesting that Outplay does is I I'm sorry if this is the wrong name. Is it the Cold Call Academy? Is that what you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. We call it Call of Fame, but it's, call- it's essentially a library, a Spotify for cold calls. <laughs> I should have call Cold Call Fame. Fantastic name. Um, it's it's interesting because there's companies that do stuff. Outplay does, um, let's say, sales outreach software. So that's very simple. But then there's companies that like enable and teach and kind of go beyond. Um, And I think whether you're new to being an SDR or your experience, SDR, BDR, there's so much that you can learn. And there's not a lot of really fantastic uh, resources like uh, the Cold Call of Fame. Um, And I I know you guys have put that together and hosted it for a while. And I'm, I'm curious, like a little bit about how that was started but also like why and why going above and beyond and providing these learning resources to um, newer experienced uh, sales folks um, seems to be so effective. Because I know I've listened to plenty of those calls and I'm sure, you know, based on the success that they, they see on LinkedIn, that plenty of people are engaging with that. And so, yeah, like how did that kind of come about and, and why is it something that you saw um, like a need for investment in, if you will? Yeah, so that um, thanks for bringing in. That's a that's a great topic to talk about. And one of my favorite projects inside Outplay is to bring that to the light. So when I started Outplay, my while my co-founder was building the product, I was learning a bunch of things online: how to write email, how to cold call, and a lot of things. So there were a lot of platforms for marketers to get the inspiration to write emails. Like I think there was a goodemails.com or something. Uh, where you can find every type of an email. When someone sign up, what kind of an email to send? When someone forget password, what to send, right? Uh, But at that point, when I looked at, there weren't too many uh, platforms that focused on giving this knowledge about how to write cold mails and how to write sequences altogether, not just the mail, but a sequence. Uh, So that's when we spoke to a bunch of sales leaders, a bunch of marketing leaders and got an ebook out which said 30 best sequences, including the analytics like, hey, don't just share the sequence, but share what is what was your open rate on that first email and why you think which got more meetings and all that stuff. So that ebook was a huge hit. Even today, at least 20, 30 people download that every day. Uh, and that that's a big resource for us when we started off. And that's where we got the idea of like, hey, why don't we do the cold calling uh, library? There's no one ever did in the history of internet. Uh, why don't we put all these cold calls together? And first of all, we were super excited to do that. Uh, but when I asked my team like, hey, guys, can you share one cold call? Like everyone was like, it's, it's so embarrassing to put the cold call out because we don't know whether it's good, bad, whether the your company would agree to put your pitch outside on internet. And then I've checked with a few other companies and everyone said like, everyone wants to have access to it, but no one wants to share. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get why, that makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. So first of all, I've convinced my team to do that. Like guys, we have to do it. Uh, And then the moment they started putting out cold calls on LinkedIn, they got a lot of traction for themselves. One is the personal brand. And second, they started getting inbound inquiries about like, hey, what Outplay does, this is really interesting. And that's when we figured out that there is a different way to pitch the whole thing. Instead of just asking to share your cold call, we started asking like, hey, we have a list of 2000 subscribers. 
who are waiting every Wednesday morning, they're waiting to listen to a new cold call. And if you were to share your cold call, you know what? You're calling 2000 people in one go. Do you want to pitch your product? Then that sticks, right? So then people started thinking like, okay, this is the easiest way to give a cold call to 2000 people. <laughs> Automation uh, at its finest, huh? Exactly. So then we've asked our marketing team, like, hey, guys, let's start doing these campaigns where we pitch in a different ways. Like for a, for a moment, we have offered $50 gift card to the sales reps if you have a good call to share. Uh, and then we would post it on LinkedIn, Spotify. We would tag them, their manager, their company. So all of a sudden, reps feel like super recognized when everyone is praising how good were your open, how good you turned out not interested to an interesting call uh, and then started going on. So today I think we have a subscriber list of over 4,000 people and our open rate on that mm -hmm. particular email that goes out on every Wednesday morning is more than 70%. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's, that's astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, we don't have any call to actions. We don't ask for anything, but just deliver the value. And I listen to all those calls every Wednesday. <laughs> You know, it's 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 interesting that kind of appealing to people's sense of wanting to be recognized and appreciated, and having people you know interested in their story or th their product. The, honestly, that's uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of strange saying this to you on the podcast, but that's a little bit of the reason that we have a podcast because people love to uh, you know share their story and and talk about their product and get it out to a wider range of people and in. I mean, it's it's in a way an automated fashion because there are going to be hundreds of people that see this podcast, and you know you're telling your story to hundreds of people just through doing that, and it's it's just a very interesting play on, um, you know, pe people just like to be recognized and appreciated. Um, yeah. And whether exactly. I'm hosting you on the podcast or hosting a guest, or whether you're hosting their cold calls on a website and and sharing them, it's just really important that business leaders you know, recognize the success of their employees and especially if they have a big platform to share it with, um, it's, it's a really, uh, successful way to get them to, to feel good and, and stick around and, um, you know, continue to want to work hard to be recognized and achieve more success, which in sales is fantastic. Cause that just means more commission and more people and more companies making money. So it's a, it's yeah. very genius what you did there. And I just think yeah. it, it kind of ties into the fact that, Content is so important, especially good content, not just any content, but if you're providing value, if you're providing um, something interesting, if you're providing inspiration. And I think for, for SDRs, sometimes they need a little inspiration from a really good cold call to get them fired up. Just um, that putting out content is, is incredibly important. And I think that both Outplay and Saligo, like, really, uh, even though what we do is yeah, there's some overlap, but it's relatively different. I think that that's, it's really important because people are interested in good content and there's not, there's too much noise and not enough good content out there. So I, I commend you and, and Outplay for doing that. No, exactly. Every call is different and every podcast is different. As you said, like, uh, I mean, no one has the same story. Everyone has different success stories, different struggles, failures. And it's hundred percent that what you've said, like, uh, everyone has to recognize everyone's efforts. And there was some debate going on in LinkedIn. I've commented saying why companies don't encourage personal branding versus why some companies does. 
uh, and some companies control the LinkedIn or account of their employees and all the stories. So we have all good and bad stories out there. But at the end of the day, if you are someone who wants to consume great content, you should also be sharing some some of your great learnings. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I think I think you're hitting on something really inter interesting there, Laxman. The 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 differing. Um thinking around that some companies wanting to tr control the content of their employees on LinkedIn, believing it's because it's a professional social media platform that you're representing your employer in some way. I, and, and so there's, there's that aspect. I also see another interesting aspect sometimes where you see people like working really hard to build their, their personal brand and almost above and beyond their company. What's the, what do you, where do you think this is going? What's the, what's the right balance out there? And, and what do you think will ultimately win out in the end? I believe your employees' personal branding is nothing but your, your company branding as well as far as they are with your organization and even beyond that as well a lot of people moved out of outplay for various reasons but they still like come and tag us wherever they can refer a lot of customers to us they go and buy outplay in their new organization uh, because they feel the sense of gratitude and, and a sense of achievement when they are with outplay a lot of people joined outplay with no linkedin account or nothing active on linkedin but when they go out I mean, we have this saying, and I just commented on that particular LinkedIn post is, I mean, once you are an outplay, I mean, we call them outplayers, uh, all the outplay employees. And if you are an outplayer, you don't need a resume. You don't need a CV at all. Your LinkedIn is something that gets you the job offers. And so is true for the cold calling thing. Like funny enough, it's a weird, but a good thing is if you really put out a great cold call out there, you will get at least three job offers by tomorrow. And we have seen a lot of that happening. <laughs> you are brave enough to put that cold call out. And then you have showed to the world that if someone gave an objection, you are very spontaneous to take the objection, turn that into a meeting. And who else would be a good candidate to offer? <laughs> Uh, that's 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 so that's so true. I, I've experienced that myself on on one side of the thing because I do everything I I can to avoid getting a cold call, but I, I've, 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 I've everything possible. But but once but once in a while, somehow they did they do sneak in, and um, you know I realize as I've gotten more involved in sales in my career, I've, I've been much more uh, understanding, a little more empathetic there, but. I've had a couple times where it just you had the serendipity of getting a picking up the phone a little bit randomly, but getting a call, getting someone that had really refined value proposition for what they're doing, it happened to align with a need. And a couple times it was like it was almost like magic. It was you know researching. It had been researching something a couple of weeks before, knew it was going to come back around, and it sort of instigated something. But that call at that time was it was like wow okay and it got me kind of moving again and it was um and, and you know really had something relevant it was actually relevant and i was i was honestly super surprised it was like wow that was i was actually grateful for that call um and i don't think we we always necessarily realize that but it made me think about it a, a lot differently and and also look at some of those those people who really had that down and be like, wow, I'd, I'd love to see somebody uh, like that in, in our sales organization. You immediately want to be like, I, I've, I've sent those uh, 
looked up that person on LinkedIn, sent that over to the recruiting team and say, Hey, when you're, when you're looking for somebody, this, this, this person just delivered a great call. Um, and so it's, you know, you're really talking, talking about something that I think there is a lot of truth to. Mark, the least you could have done was record and upload it to the call of fame. (laughs) Now now I know. So I know, I know it exists. Yeah. So, so uh, we have about 10 minutes left. I know you have a hard stop and I, I want to be respectful of that Laxman. I have two questions. Um, at Mark, before I jump into those two, is there anything else that you wanted to cover um, or, or ask Laxman? Uh, you know what? I, I'm good. I'll, I'll let you go with your, uh, your, uh, your, 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 your kind of capping questions here, if you will. Perfect. Perfect. So the first thing that I want to mention is customer service. And if you have a bad experience at a business and the business fixes it in a timely manner, nine times out of 10, um, the individual will come back and spend money at the business, which is great. Um, And something that I've been a proponent of Outplay since I've been a customer to now just, uh, let's say, friend of the business uh, (laughs) is um, you guys have really, really, really good customer service. People are super responsive. They're super helpful. There's never any of this, like, I feel like I'm talking to a robot um, and Love, love Jane, if you're listening, I always shout you out on social media. So you're kind of the inspiration behind this question because he's a fantastic customer success manager. Like how and why did you decide this customer service is going to be a really big part of Outplay? Because not too many businesses are like that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And you're a live example. Like you, you ever supported Outplay in the last two to three years, uh, even after moving out of your organization where you're using Outplay. Um, so that's a great question. So when in the early days, the, our simple logic was like, hey, uh, what's the unique thing that we can offer to our customers? Everything else can be either copied or built in a week or innovation can go on and all that stuff. But when you're a small startup, what's something that you can truly differentiate is the customer success or the care that you can take for your customers. Uh, Not just sell the tool, but help them on board, be on the calls if they want. Uh, So anything that takes more than two minutes on live chat, we just jump onto a call even today. Zoom call, share the screen and just share what is happening and fix the problem and then move out instead of wasting a lot of time for both the parties, our reps and for the customer as well. And we had this internal rule that Every uh, the first response time has to be within two minutes, uh, 24-5. So if a customer has a question or a sales rep has a question, in this case, our customer is our sales rep who typically spends three to four hours on the platform, uh, and they have a lot of other problems to solve for. They have a lot of numbers that they have to hit. And if they're spending 30 minutes or 15 minutes to figure out why certain email is not going out or something is happening, checking on live chat back and forth. And that's a terrible way that you can ask your customers to use the tool. Uh, so that's where we have realized in early, early on, we started off as a competitive advantage, but the value that was giving to our customers, the moment we have realized it, we said, this is not just a competitive advantage, but this is a table stake. If someone is using Outplay today and they have to get that kind of a support. And we have continued all the way for the last three years. And that's what you see people remember by the the sales, uh, the customer success manager's name. And you'll see a lot of names on G2 reviews. Uh, they, they not only write outplay name, even if they forget outplay name, they write the customer success name. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's hey, that's the way it should be. Uh, it, it really should. Um, 
And just to round things out, this is typically my ending question. Um, but uh, before we go, um, if people wanted to get to know you, perhaps to send you an email, a LinkedIn message, or a cold call, uh, and they want to connect with you on a personal level, what are some things that uh, Laxman himself is into outside of work? What are your passions, your hobbies, your interests? Uh, right now, I'm big time on AI. I'm learning a lot myself. Uh, typically spending at least one hour every day trying to learn what's happening in the AI world, what can we do with uh, audio, video, content, scraping, rewriting, and a bunch of things. AI is taking my time other than spending time with my kids and family. Uh, so that's the big thing. Otherwise, outside of that, I'm a big time weekend farmer. Uh, but now that I've moved to US very recently, I'm, I'm not doing any of that, but back in India, uh, every week I go to my farm and we, we grow a bunch of fruits, vegetables and all that stuff. So it's, it's a self-sustainable house that we've built over the years in India. That is awesome, man. I'm an avid cactus collector, so I uh, I, I feel you. I, anytime I can get some, some dirt on my hands, I'm a happy camper. Um, with that being said, Laxman, as always, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Um, as I said, Laxman is the CEO of Outplay. Uh, if you're interested, please check them out for any sales outreach um, platform needs that you have. As always, Mark Simon, Vice President of Strategy over here at Saligo. Thank you so much for joining me as my excellent co-host. Um, this has been the Saligo Technology Leaders Podcast. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Thank Thanks, you very much. Mark, Jordan. Thanks, Mark. Really enjoyed Good the luck. conversation. Bye now. Thank you.